on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This this is Newstalk. Well, sad news on the front of a number of papers this morning. It's the front of the Irish Sun. It's the front of the Irish Daily Mirror. Also the front of the Irish Independent and the front of the Irish Daily Mail. The deaths of two Leaving Cert students in Greece. I'll give you what the Irish Daily Mail says on the tragedy. Two schoolmates have died on a post-Leaving Cert holiday in Greece. St. Michael's College in Dublin yesterday said it was a day of immense sadness as it confirmed the deaths of Andrew O'Donnell and Max Wall who were holidaying on the island of Eos and the school posted a tribute to Max yesterday on its website shortly after it had also paid its respects to his classmate Andrew. And Andrew had apparently become separated from his friends and was missing for over 24 hours when tragically his body was discovered and uh, the circumstances surrounding Max's passing remain unclear. We don't know the cause of the two deaths, but obviously every parent's worst nightmare and I know there's so many uh, teenagers on holidays right now and parents will just be so upset by this story and obviously the whole country extends its sympathies to the family and friends and also to St Michael's College in Dublin. What a difficult time for them. So as I say, that's on a number of the front pages this morning. The Irish Daily Star goes back to RTE and they describe it as a summer of sham. Hearings into secret payments to Ryan Tuberty will last into the summer, the head of the Dáil Spending Watchdog, the PAC, has said. So just in case you think the TDs and Senators are about to head off on their holliers, uh, it looks like that the PAC is going to meet right throughout the summer to discuss RTE. And of course, with the news yesterday that it looks like uh, the government tomorrow at the Cabinet meeting is going to authorise auditors to go in and troll Ortiz's accounts uh, because the Minister, Catherine Martin, is allowed to do that if she has concerns. Uh, Ortiz is also on the front of the Irish Examiner um, because yesterday we had this report in the Irish Daily Mail uh, or the Mail on Sunday that 400 jobs could be cut in Ortiz and they'd be selling off 2FM and all sorts of other things. Well, the Irish Examiner says the government has no plans to force Ortiz to introduce widespread job cuts or sell off its, its assets like 2FM. Minister Catherine Martin said she doesn't want piecemeal reactions but rather fundamental change at the troubled broadcaster. And of course, none of this would be the fault of the 400 staff who could be laid off and the minister saying that's not going to happen and they're not going to sell off to FM. Now, others would question the public service service broadcasting remit of a station like 2FM, but obviously they don't want to make people redundant or sell off. Emma O'Kelly, who you'll know as RT's education spokesperson, also chair of the Dublin Broadcasting Branch of the NUJ, criticised the suggestion that jobs could be cut. She says it's ridiculous to be talking about job cuts at RTE when the last week has shown where the real problem is. And RTE's on the front of the Irish Times going back to the Dáil committees. Ryan Tuberty could be questioned in the Oireachtas about his dealings with RTE. This is after a Dáil committee chairman said the broadcaster would be compelled to appear in Leinster House if he declines to attend voluntarily. Now the PAC uh, is always described as the most powerful uh, committee in the Oireachtas and they do have powers to be able to compel people to appear. The problem with that is it takes months and I think it has to go to court. You might need a judge to say, yeah, you have to appear. So they'll all be hoping that people like Ryan Tuberty and maybe Noel Kelly and Dee Forbes would appear voluntarily without having to use the uh, compelability, if that's the word, powers that it has, because that would take a long legal process. The other big story in the front of the Irish Times 
is about the budget and it looks like that the government is going to break the rules on the budget. There's growing expectation, according to the Irish Times, that the government will breach its own budget rules for the second year running. That's what rules are there for, to be broken. Coalition figures are of the view that it's unrealistic to deliver a budget that limits growth in spending to 5%. I know you're all on the edge of your seat for the summer economic statement, which is out this week. And what it does, it kind of gives us a guide as to what way the budget is going to be, how we're fixed for it. But over the weekend, sources have told the Irish Times they're of the view that the 5% rule is going to be breached again for a second year running. Uh, We can't get to 5%, according to one source, saying that the limit is unrealistic and too much of a jump too soon. We'll be talking about the budget here shortly on Breakfast Briefing with Social Justice Ireland because they want the most vulnerable people in our society to be uh, protected by the budget in October. Now, staying with politics, there's a report in the Irish Examiner that says that Barry Cowan, who of course is a very well-known TD, former Agriculture Minister, so Barry Cowan, along with three current Fianna Fáil senators, are being linked with moves to Europe ahead of next year's elections. Apparently, the rumour mill in Fianna Fáil is an overdrive that a load of them want to go to Europe to become MEPs. The examiner says it's understood that the Offaly TD Barry Cowan is considering a run for the European Parliament alongside Senators Lisa Chambers, Malcolm Byrne and Niall Blaney. Uh, Fianna Fáil hoping to make gains in the Midlands Northwest constituency because it doesn't have an MEP there. So they could put Barry Cowan and Lisa Chambers on the ballot for that constituency. Now, they did ask Barry Cowan in the examiner if he was considering running and he said it's a rumour and Lisa Chambers declined to comment. So they're not saying no, one isn't answering and one is saying that's only a rumour. And as we say, also Senators Malcolm Byrne and Niall Blaney have been mentioned as possible candidates. Malcolm Byrne is a possibility for the Ireland South constituency, not for the first time because he ran in the constituency in the 2019 European Parliament election. So the doll isn't the be-all and end-all. It seems that some would be quite interested in going to uh, Brussels and Strasbourg instead. Now, the GAA is all over the papers. Obviously, positive images from yesterday. Lovely weather in Croke Park. And congratulations to Dublin on the win. And congratulations to uh, Derry as well. But going back to Saturday, there's continuing coverage of this uh, violence in the crowd. And now the suggestion in the Irish Independent is that they could put seats in Hill 16. So the GAA has responded strongly to scenes of crowd violence that marred Saturday's matches at Croke Park and the GAA says that it poses a threat to the future of spectator terracing. Several fans were kicked out of Croke Park after a brawl broke out between supporters of Armagh and Monaghan. I saw the footage, incredibly undignified and you know, if it was in other sports people would call them all scumbags but for some reason in the GA that word isn't used as much but it certainly was disgraceful scenes. Uh, GA headquarters were close to capacity on Saturday and then we had this video showing a fight that broke out on Hill 16. Now the suggestion is that they could get rid of the sort of terrace style layout in Hill 16 and put in seats instead which I'm sure a lot of fans wouldn't uh, be a lover of because particularly Dublin fans love Hill 16 but also typically tickets are cheaper there as well but 
if you're going to have a load of people standing around together and fights start breaking out, it is something they're going to have to consider. Some final stories for you. One from the star, the growing trend of remote working is putting a strain on marriages. And we're told this because there's been a surge in couples going to therapy because they have to spend long parts of the day under the same roof. Now, this is grand if you have your own office at home, but for a lot of people, they're working on the couch or working in the kitchen and then their loved one is there with them and they're getting uh, under each other's feet and now they all need therapy. Wendy Quinn, a Dublin-based therapist, said the number of couples turning to her for help for therapy is up by 20% since last year because they're struggling with working from home arrangements. Twitter in the papers too, hashtag RIP Twitter, according to the Mail, because we have these new rules from Elon Musk that basically if you pay for Twitter, you're allowed to see 6,000 tweets a day. If you don't pay for it, you can see 600 a day. And if you're new on Twitter and you don't pay for it, you can only see 300 a day, which as someone addicted to Twitter, I used up my quota by about 11 o'clock yesterday morning and spent the day then without Twitter because you look at the same tweets because it doesn't refresh for you. But the mail says that users have claimed that the app is dead and the hashtag RIP Twitter was trending on the site. Now he's saying, Elon Musk is saying that they're doing this to help with security and to stop data scraping. Others are saying it's because of all the cuts that he's made to the company. Jess Kelly will be on News Talk Breakfast to explain all of these new rules and whether they work or not. So listen to that. Final story, going back to uh, working, working from home, working in the office. In the Telegraph this morning, we're told that packed lunches are back with a bang. Uh, now, I'm gone by the time it's lunchtime, so I don't bring my lunch in, but I think I probably would. And it seems like a lot more workers are doing it because they just can't afford to eat out and have lunch every day. It's a UK survey, but I'm sure it's the same here in Ireland. The number of packed lunches workers are taking with them to the office has risen by 7% in the past year, and it's all due to surging inflation. So a lot more people packing the sandwiches with them, and it's actually high-earning office workers who are doing this. And what they're suggesting is that these people worked from home during the pandemic so got used to making their own lunch and they've continued up that habit since they uh, moved back into the office. And also these workers tend to live or work in uh, cities and towns where the cost of having lunch is very expensive. So people are back to bring in the lunchbox with them to the office. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk.